Yeah, I think I like that. That is Cadillac from this week's featured artist. Uh, this week's featured artist is uh, certainly no stranger to Highway Blues. And uh, we speak regularly, and I'm glad to call him a true friend in the blues. It's been nearly a year since uh, his last visit to Highway Blues. He had just released his CD, She Knocks Me Out, an excellent sampling of uh, West Coast swinging blues. And that's, uh, uh, that reminds me uh, at times of a room full of blues. It's, uh, it's great to catch up, and uh, welcome back to Highway Blues once again, this week's featured artist, Kevin Greenwood. Kev, welcome back. And uh, so here it is, nearly a year since the la- release of uh, She Knocks You Out. And it's great to have you back. We can catch up on it. Thanks so much. It's great to be on. It's great to have you. And, uh, you know, you've uh, always got about two hours worth of stories every time we talk. But we only got about uh, 15 minutes to do this interview. So, man, we want to touch on things that are most important for you right now. You know, what's happened in, in, the, in the life of Kevin Greenwood since we last spoke? Well, I'd like to tell you tons, but it hasn't. I, uh, I haven't been out playing just because... I haven't been ready to. Um, at 73, I, it's not that I slowed down. It's that uh, there was less impetus to get out there. And the the guys that I like to play with are often running. Uh, people like Steve Freund and Bob Welch, Johnny Cat Subran, they're out there. And uh, it's hard to to gather up a group and say, yeah, we're going to, we're going to try and get a gig here or there. So I've, I've just stayed in the background and been involved with some other stuff. I'm in the middle of writing a book. Oh, really? Uh, is that going to be a, you know, biography or what is it? No, no, no. It's uh it's a novel. Just one of those things I felt like I should do and probably I'll publish one copy and stick it on the shelf. Oh, that'll be worth the investment right there. That's right. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you know, the last thing you want to do, you know, I always, always uh, thought uh, of my life, I I always call it the life of Lundy, and I've always thought, man, I should write a book. People would not believe half the stuff that's happened to me. Sometimes I don't even believe it. Well, that's the thing. I think everybody's got a book inside of them. They just may not realize they've got a story to tell. Well, you know, beyond uh, uh, powerful words, uh, you uh, write some awfully good lyrics and you put out some excellent music. Now, do I remember correctly, was uh, She Knocks Me Out your debut? Yes, my debut at 72. And I've still been amazed when I listen to this and, and... with you being in uh, the music scene all these years, you know, most of your life, whether you're interviewing uh, artists, writing music, or performing, man, it's just hard to believe that it's taken you this long to put the right band together to uh, put out the product you were hoping to put out. Well, I, I think you get so busy just living your life that I reached a point where, you know, during COVID, I I wasn't doing that much, but I'd written about 250 songs and it was always, well, I'll get around to putting this, this CD together for about the last 10 years. So finally I had, uh, had free time. And as I thought we were coming out of COVID and I knew these guys were going to be 
back in studios, back on the road, I just called him up and said, you know, can we do something? So yeah, it just was a it was just a moment of thought, just uh, out of the clear they were available. Tell us once again who all is involved in this new release, your debut. Well, uh, on guitars, I've got Bob Welsh, Steve Freund, uh, Nico Hernandez, Johnny Katsubrand, Eric Selinger, Jed Beyer, and Brett Branstad. And um, Bob is a, a sideman by profession, so people may not know his name. He's, he's the guitar behind Alvin Bishop, and you'll hear him on Charlie Musselwhite uh, recordings. Steve Freund has done a number of albums on his own, and he was the guiding force in the Sunnyland Slim Band about the last five years of Sunnyland's life. Um, Eric, Brett Brandstadt is a, an accompanist for Nick Moss. So, and Johnny Katsubrand for uh, Terry Hanks out of Florida. So each of them has, has their own story. Uh, Ted R. Roy, who plays bass on this, typically works out here with Junior Watson. Jed Beyer has been with a number of people on bass. And um, now I've got a, a few sax players, but it's kind of a, a broad spectrum of guys who have played with a lot of people. I got to tell you, Kevin, to have that kind of a backup band uh, to put together your first release with that kind of talent involved, you've got yourself certainly a resume that they're very much aware of. How did you come across all these? Was it just the years of, uh, of just being involved in the blues? Yeah. I mean, these are, are guys that I'd play with at jams or see and knew and um, a lot of interconnection. John Peterson, who plays harmonica for three of the songs, John was my harmonica player 55 years ago in my first band. And um, <clears throat> I joke that he and, and Rick Astron, who were both friends of mine in high school, um, what we had back then was they both played better than I did, and what we have now is they both play better than I do. But uh, John worked regularly with Steve Freund and Rusty Zinn, and so I figured if John was on, then one or both of them would be available. If Rusty is on, then Bob Welsh would sign on. So it was a, a connection. It was all people I knew, but... <clears throat> having the linkage between them all of a sudden uh, people got more interested well you know i've uh, i've uh, had about a year to listen to it and i've played it several times and we started off i thought it would be a great opening cadillac off of uh, your cd and once again it's called she knocks me out and uh yeah, I love that, man. Up-tempo. It fits real well into Highway Blues, as do uh, all of the uh, tracks on this. It's some great uh, West Coast uh, blues, West Coast sound. Well, I, I shot for some of that because it's uh, kind of jump blues oriented, but also trying to pay homage to, to the Chicago people like Muddy and Mr. Robert Lockwood Jr., uh, I wanted to have a space for everybody. And this one, uh, Steve Freund said, 
you know, it sounds like Rocket 88 to me. And I said, well, that's because we stole the the sax line out of Rocket 88. But, um, yeah, a lot of West Coast. Ain't nothing wrong with that West Coast, man. Some of my favorite artists have come out of the West Coast. And uh, you've been, like I say, you've, uh, you've uh, been involved in the blues all your life. You've interviewed some of the greats. And, uh, you know, you've probably rubbed elbow with uh, just, you know, a five-page list of people I wished I'd have gotten to meet. And uh, tell us a little bit about some of your uh, most uh, memorable moments as far as that goes. Well, I guess a, a first memorable moment was my first interview with B.B. King. I was about uh, 17, and the year before I'd snuck into a club in Oakland to see him, but I couldn't go up and say anything because I'd get thrown out of the club. Uh, people under 21 weren't allowed. So, uh, you know, getting to to meet him for the first time, uh, getting to to go to Muddy Waters' house to interview him, and the, the commonality, whether it was Albert King or Junior Wells or Muddy or Magic Sam, everybody was just so kind. And I'm a, you know, a teenager. I figure these guys are my idols. And I guess the flip side was that for them, they had a whole new audience. And they were pretty thrilled about that. But uh, everybody was always so nice about making time available and uh, answering questions and, and really being interested. So... Well, I was, I was kind of thinking some of my favorites, you know, and they were, most of them, uh, I did not get to meet a lot of the uh, the greats that I wanted to, and at least have an interview, but uh, some of them that I listened to a lot and uh, really meant a lot to me as I was growing up, Otis Clay, man, I just, what a great interview we had, what a generous individual, very funny, I really enjoyed uh, my time with uh, Otis Clay, and uh uh, Kim Simmons, man, I've listened to Savoy Brown since I was back in basically middle school and uh, to have the opportunity to uh, interview him uh, as well as Edgar, Edgar Winter, uh, just uh, just some of the, the bands that, uh, and artists that uh, were a big part of my early days through the music, my teenage years, which were a little, you know, out of control, let's just say. Well, those are some monster talents to get to interview, too. Yeah, they're they're great. I mean, just to have the opportunity and, uh, you know, they are certainly, uh, uh, well, other than Otis Clay, they're still living legends. <laughs> That's a nice thing to have. I used to, uh, I'd be driving and my daughter was about three years old and I'd, I'd put music on and, and she'd go, Dad, who's that? And I'd say, it, it's so-and-so. Is he dead? <laughs> and, oh man, she she didn't get the the running joke of that for me. Most of these guys were. I mean, if you consider that uh, Muddy passed in I think eighty three, uh, even Stevie Ray Vaughan was gone by about nineteen ninety. So, so the guys that I knew as teenagers were not around when when my kids were born. 
Well, you know, it's it's always nice to think back and remember of the good old days and some of the great memories you've had with friends and artists. And, uh, you know, uh, time does move on. Like you say, you're, uh, you've tapped into 73. I turned 68 this year, so we're no longer kids, that's for sure. But I don't know if our musical taste has really changed much over the years. How about yours? Um. No, I I think I got stuck in the the pre-1964 music a lot of the time. But since putting out this CD and being in touch with uh, a number of of radio personalities who have blues shows around the country, uh, I guess my windows have been opened up to a whole new set of uh, blues artists that... I hadn't been thinking about because I wasn't listening to uh, blues radio around the country. So to be able to hear some of the, the product that's being put out, uh, I'm, I'm truly amazed a lot of the time. Uh, if you're all just tuning in, we've got Kevin Greenwood, a West Coast uh, musician, singer, songwriter. And uh, he's got a new release out called uh, She Knocks Me Out. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that, Kev. Uh, she knocks me out, and we did mention that it's, it's some good West Coast swing and the West Coast feel. And uh, anyone who knows what the West Coast music's all about and know exactly what we're talking about. So was this one of these projects, being it your debut, were you lucky enough that it once you went in and started to record it, it was like a one, two, three day thing, or did this go on for a while? Well, I spread it out over a while. It just worked out that way. But um, out of the 15 songs, six of them were done in one take. Three of them were done in two takes because the musicians were just that good. If you said, I want kind of a T-bone style, I want a muddy style... Uh, all you had to do was give them the beats per minute and the key it was in. And these guys knew where to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did a T-Bone style song, and I wanted that that feel that T-Bone got uh, with his group on Stormy Monday in 1946. That was something that Ralph Bass produced, and I just liked that little quartet that he had. So we just had bass, drums, piano, and guitar. And uh, I... S I kind of laid out, here's how I want it to go. The bass player came up with his, uh, what he thought would be a, a good bass line on it. And it was not going to be a Stormy Monday song. We're not going to do a, a Stormy Monday turnaround on it. But just that quiet feel, the, the complex simplicity of T-Bone Walker and Lloyd Glenn. So... It was that kind of thing. And also, six of the songs had never been played out, except in my mind. Uh, no band had ever seen them. And so, you you know, I just go in and, and say, here's what I have in my mind. In fact, She Knocks Me Out was one of those. And uh, I had the drummer saying, well, I can't see doing the intro that way. And I said, well, here's how I hear it. It's a, it's a Gene Krupa kind of intro. And... To the sax player, I said, okay, after the first vocal phrase, I want a Dizzy Gillespie-style salt peanuts turnaround. He got it. But when I told the piano player after the drum outro, 
I want these four notes. And it's what Count Basie played at the end of CGM Blues. And he he argued. We went through five takes on it, and he did not want to play the ending. But we did it. So it was a thing where these musicians made it happen. But it... Uh, it was a very raw feel. There were no rehearsals on anything. It was, here's what I want to do. Well, sadly, uh, you have not been able to get out and promote this. And, Kev, I want to thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. And uh, uh, we're going to play another track off of here, Baby the... the in fact, you, uh, you suggested this one uh, when we spoke. Uh, Baby, the coast is clear. I always enjoyed this. And uh, sadly, since you're unable to uh, uh, promote and, and uh, play any of this live recently, how can my listeners go ahead and find, uh, find a place where they can listen to it and possibly uh, purchase it if they want? Now, uh, we can't mention prices or anything, but you can certainly mention places where they could locate it. Well... I've got a website, Blues with a Feeling, and that's no G on the end of feeling. It's blueswithafeeling.com. And the info's there on how to, um, different ways to access to purchase it. But if you have Spotify, Pandora, Deezer, uh, Amazon, you can listen to the music there. Well, that's great. You know, I, I like I say, I've been lucky enough to be listening to it here for for the last year, and uh, you know, I've been playing it off and on since we've had you on the show last, and uh, we're going to continue playing it. And as I mentioned, uh, uh, the CD is called "She Knocks Me Out" from this week's featured uh, artist Kevin Greenwood. And Kevin, I hope you're all being safe there on the West Coast. I haven't heard much problems out there. It seems like things are going back to normal. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody in your family is okay. And uh, maybe we can do this again in the near future. Thanks so much. I would look forward to it. And on this song, I said in the booklet, uh, it's kind of a cool, sunny bounce. And somebody said, oh, you meant Sonny Rollins because you used an intro that he used in Tender Madness. I said, no, Sonny Clark, who did this in 1946, the the same sort of intro. He had a thing called Royal Roost that he played in France. And uh, so anyway, that's a little piece about this thing that that people, you know, listeners wouldn't know. So it's an oldie, know, my, my it's, fact, it's an oldie but a goodie, know. is that what you're telling me? It's a real oldie. <laughs> well, we're going to share your version of it right here, right now. Thanks again, Kev. Good. I will thank give you a call well. a little later tonight, okay? Stay well, and all you listeners, thank you for listening to KZUM and Al and keeping the blues alive. Thanks again, man. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye. All right. Man, I don't know if this uh, mic's working or not. Sometimes it's lit, sometimes it's not. Uh, hopefully you can hear what I'm saying. But anyway... Um, Here's uh, this week's featured artist, Kevin Greenwood, from his CD, She Knocks Me Out. And this is a very fun song, Baby, the Coast is Clear. <laughs> 